depressive episodes are all-consuming mood states that can drag us down to depths unforeseen. Feeling like an ongoing pain in the heart, they can zap us of our motivation, our energy, our loving kindness towards ourselves, and trigger warning, our will to live. However, there are ways to combat this and to keep from being at the brink of an episode, and there is a way to be kind and gentle when we are in the midst of one. Listen in. Here stands the 10th episode of Imbue Podcast, in which I will be discussing depressive episodes. I went through one this morning, this is fresh, and I'd like to discuss it, so let's dive in. Hello everyone, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is not in depressive episodes, I hope everybody is not in mania, I hope nobody's experiencing hypomania, I hope everyone is the best that they can be at this moment. I say this with contrition because this morning and for the past few days, so I say since the weekend, I've been experiencing a depressive episode. One that I thought I could pull myself out of and I was doing very well until I got to a certain point. And it's always the small things that you find that pull you right in and you know you're you're on the edge you're on the brink but you're holding on and then there's that small thing like you can't get your hair done or you notice that your skin is breaking out because of the lithium you're taking and you know that hits a chord there's always something and I got my something this morning and those were actually the two of the things (laughs) those are the two of the things um, that pulled me over the edge and I I was so beyond just shattered absolutely shattered I felt as though I couldn't come back I had a big cry I had multiple big cries I, I got to the point where my mom got not frustrated, but but sad and, and scared that she didn't know what to do. And I got into, trigger warning, some, some suicidal ideation, and I had said something to her. At the, with a hint of not wanting to be here. And I, I want to say trigger warning again, this is not something that this is not something that I want anybody to take on. Um, it was just my feelings at the time. And I I understand that when we say things like that, a lot of the time it's because it's not that we don't want to be here, that we don't want to be alive. It's we don't want to be in a certain situation. It's we don't want to feel trapped anymore. It's we don't want to feel stuck it's I just want to be happy we say so much when we say those things but if only we could listen to ourselves and actually hear what we're saying and that's one thing I I plead and I hope for you to do that when you get into those places I want you to listen to yourself and 
listen to what you're actually saying. I want you to think to all the negative self-talk that you're having and what's bothering you and what's making you feel like you don't want to be around it. And I want you to understand that that is what you're saying, that you're not saying something else. And I know that's hard, but it's something that we have to do. And it's something that I struggled to do today myself. But that's how I came out of it. I told my mom, I said, that's not what I mean. This is how I feel. I remember seeing a post yesterday that said, it, it, it literally said what people are trying to say when, they, when they're in suicidal ideation, pardon me, and trigger warning. Um, and it said, the one that stood out to me the most was, I feel trapped. And sometimes life can get you feeling like that. And with bipolar, especially for us, lifestyle is a huge thing. And feeling like we don't have enough money or that we're not stable enough, those are all things that are really hard, hard for us. They're really tough. And they can be huge triggers, immense triggers. And from, from my point of view, I'll, I'll be very honest, it's a big trigger for me. Um, as you know in my story, if you if you listen to my earlier episodes, um, and yes, and throughout this episode, I am trying not to cry, <laughs> even while laughing. But excuse me, I'm just sitting up against a board and it's um, making some noises. But I lost my train of thought. Um, I slowly peeled back my life. I had my own company. I quit my client. That went all well. That, that was amicable, an amicable split. Um, I had my own place. I, I called my landlord and said, you know what, I'm going to be moving. Um, I was under the impression and under a delusion that I would be moving in with somebody. Someone that at that point I thought I loved very much. Uh, which was a part of my delusion. I wasn't myself. But I peeled back the layers of my life and I lost a lot. Not everything, but a lot. You know, I lost my dog and, and I say I lost my dog, he's just, he's in a kennel and right now I'm looking for a place so that we can reunite. Um, but he was here before. He was just too big for my parents' building so he can't stay here full time. So, long story short, the things that I love which was my home. I loved my home, our home, me and my dog's home. It was beautiful, and it was our little cozy space. Junior one bedroom. It was very cozy. <laughs> and and, and um, my dog, my lifeblood, my reason for getting up every single day, my, my love, my baby, my angel, my sweetheart, my... I have so many words. So many words for him. He's not here right now. Um, I lost a lot of things that were really important to me. And my business, I grew that. And I did a really successful year in my first year. And I did so well. And I had so much more freedom. And if I had this bipolar and I had that, that job, that my company, it would be so much easier to manage and take time, you know, 
<laughs> you know, I guess it's rhetorical, but if you if you heard me say you know, please say yes. I would love that, even if I don't know. <laughs> but I lost a lot of things, and that took away from my quality of life. And as you know, like I said, quality of life is so important to us. You know, being able to do the things that we want to do, being able to live the life that we want to live, it's so important to us. And when we don't have that ability, it can make us feel like less than we are, like less than we are, because we're not. Life goes in cycles, life goes in stages, you know, and, and that's something I have to tell myself because right now I'm in a certain stage where I'm getting to where I need to be, where I want to be. It's just going to take a few, it's just going to take a few steps. <laughs> and I don't want to say, I, I can't even put a time limit on it because I'm dealing with, uh, I'm dealing with the government um, throughout this to help me um, get back into living by myself. It's a, it's a program. And it's taking forever. And every single day that I'm not with him, I feel like a part of me just falls away. But I know that it's progressing. I know that it's progressing. When we deal with depressive episodes, there's so many factors and so many things that can go on. There's so much that we hold up on our backs, on our hearts, that a lot of people don't know about. We suffer more than anyone can imagine. And a lot of it, unfortunately, is our own doing. We do it to ourselves. Our negative self-talk comes in, our negative thoughts... You know, we get upset with ourselves because of our low motivation, our low, our low energy, or that we can't do something right. It, it's, and it's all on us because it's all on us. We put it all on our own shoulders. And that's not right. And we have to reframe this way of thinking so that we can treat ourselves better when we are in low mood. And yes, when we are depressive. And maybe so we can even back away from falling into the depressive trap. Like knowing those two things are going to trigger you, don't do them. Or talk to yourself gently when it happens. Let's dig in a little bit deeper. When we're dealing with a depressive episode, we aren't just dealing with depression. We're dealing with so much more. We're dealing with things like low motivation and even low energy. And when we get into that place, and especially when we have low motivation and, you know, you wake up and you don't want to work. You don't want to get out of bed. You want to spend your day in your pajamas or in your onesie. <laughs> or underneath your covers just sleeping or watching the shows that you want to watch or binging one particular show Kimmy Schmidt um, 
there's days like that that happen and but we we have things that call us to action and we have to we have to answer the call it's both unfortunate but at the same time it's also it's also something great it's something that we need that we don't know that we need i find for myself that work even though i wake up in the morning and i feel so like i felt so down I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to lay down. That's it. And I had a meeting too with my manager and I all I wanted to do was just sit down and lay down and be in my pajamas and go back to sleep. So you see how it went to, from sit to lay to sleep? <laughs> kind of like the reverse of the the, the caveman thing. Um but it was a heaven sent because whenever I work, it gets me out of my comfort zone. It gets me out of doing the thing that I want to do most, which is sleep and waste away the day. Sometimes now we do need to conserve our energy. And it's not to say that you shouldn't take a day off every once in a while. Sometimes you need a mental health day and that's okay. Utilize those and make sure that you have somebody that's where you work that. I don't want to say is a part of your support system, but is a part of your work support system that understands that potentially is in management or even HR that understands what you go through. Because just because you're depressed doesn't mean that you don't deserve a, a job. Doesn't doesn't mean that you don't deserve to make a living. And just because you're bipolar, it sure it sure as hell does not mean that. Pardon my 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 slang or my French, <laughs> but. On days that you're dealing with small or low motivation, slow motivation, low motivation, not slow motivation, it's imperative to set small goals and to know what pace you can move at. It is something that I think that we look past when we have to do things. We just especially if with work, I just have to work, I have to, I have to get this done, I have to do this, I have to go at full throttle, and we're trying our best, but at the same time, we're at 50% that day, and we can only do 100% of that 50. You can't do 100% when you're at 50. It's impossible, and it's not good for you, because you could send yourself into something like mania. It's important to set time for rest. Yes, time for rest while you're working every 15 minutes get up stretch stretch and move your body go for a walk go downstairs if you live in a building come back upstairs go on your balcony well maybe not go on your balcony <laughs> stay inside um go to a different part of the house go get something to munch on hydrate whatever it is get up and get out and do something just for that 15 minutes. Rest is absolutely imperative. And I want to say that if I'm making any gross noises, I'm still milking a cold. Um, so I was I was sick all weekend, which I think kind of dragged me into the, the depressive state because I was like, well, I have to be in bed. And um, I'm still trying to get out of that. So if you hear me, like I said, any gross noises, it's, it's not my natural form. It's not my true form. Um, but rest is imperative and when you're working you can rest 
you can you can like I said you can tell that person that you have that's part of your support system at work you know I just need to take a 15 minute break every half an hour I need to take 10 minutes every half an hour five minutes whatever the case is and on your break rest whenever I have my break even sometimes when I'm not in a depressive mood or or when I'm just just sometimes when I'm when I'm just feeling myself or sometimes when I'm feeling like I'm going into mania I take a nap on my break we need to rest we need to slow down our brains that's why we have our medication that's what it does that's what our mood stabilizers do it slows our brain down and it's a, that's a good way to stay out of mania as well whenever sidebar and, and tip whenever you feel like a manic episode is coming on don't embrace it um, mania can be very dangerous um, take a nap just lay down and take a nap and even if you can't fall asleep lay down and just mindfully breathe and slow yourself down slow your body down and when and inevitably when you slow your body down your bra- your brain and your mind will slow down as well and I've had it like that too when I haven't been able to sleep and I've just laid down and I've, I've done this thing called, it just feels like resting, this, th- this thing called resting. I've done this thing that feels like resting, but I'm not sleeping and that's kept me from a manic episode before. So on your break, rest. Work isn't always, it doesn't ha- always have to be full throttle full-on work you need to rest and take breaks and set small goals I'm gonna get this much done by this time I'm gonna get this much done by this time because also during this time it's not only that we're depressed our attention span is lacking we might be looking on our phones more because we're looking for good news and we're looking at Instagram we're looking at our emails we're looking at our text messages what have you because we're looking for good news we might be pondering those negative thoughts that keep coming up and not thinking about work. We, and, and when we're doing that, that's also work. That is working our brain. That's working our mind. That is lowering our motivation and it's also making us tired. Negative self-talk makes you tired. So another thing that we deal with is low energy. Low energy is... I'd have to say the hardest. I find myself, I'll just be doing one thing and then the next thing you know, I'm putting my hands, my elbows up on the table and then my hands on my on my forehead as if I've just run a mile. And when that happens, I know that when I'm working, I know that what I'm doing is so much over my head. I know that it is just too much for me to handle at that moment in time. I know that I need to take a step back. I know that I need to slow down. And I know that I need to do things that are in the interest of giving me energy. And that is not caffeine. Nor is it sugary sugary foods or drinks. I want to make that clear. These are just some tips for when you are feeling like that, what to do. Keep it simple. Oranges and apples give us a lot of energy. 
not, not, uh, not, what do you call them? Oh, I'm glitching. Not energy drinks, not coffee, not caffeinated tea, oranges and apples. Go and peel yourself an orange or have yourself an apple. Also, water. Yep, water. Hydrating well is imperative. That keeps you energized as well. It keeps you hydrated, keeps you going. When you're dried out and you're all tired, you know, you're all dried out and you're, 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 you're it's just going to make you tired. You just keep glitching. It's just going to make you tired. It's going to make you feel run down. You're going to feel dehydrated, especially with the mood stabilizers. A lot of them dehydrate us. A lot of our medication does that. So we have to keep hydrated very well. And like I keep saying, stay away from sugary and caffeinated foods and beverages. You are going to feel an up, feel great for a little bit of time, and then you are going to crash. And when you crash, you're going to feel awful. And it's going to contribute to the depressive symptom because you're just so high up. It's going to continue to, it's going to contribute to that depressive feeling, that low down feeling, that pull down feeling that we get right in the center of our chest. That pang that doesn't go away. And I want to say too, stay away from alcohol and any drugs. Trigger warning. I'm so bad at that. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to swallow and (laughs) it's just like, yeah, those are noises from my mouth. Um, but stay away from trigger warning, alcohol, and drugs. They are only going to do the same thing. You're going to have your up feeling, and then you're going to come down. Such is the case, especially with alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant. It is going to contribute to that depressed feeling. And you're going to feel worse. Hydrate well with water. <laughs> okay, drink a lot of water, eat fruit, oranges and apples especially because they give you a lot of energy. They give you a good boost. And if you want to have tea, have uncaffeinated tea. It'll get your body warm and I mean it's a liquid you're putting in your body, but I mean you still want to drink water to hydrate, but it will make you feel like you're putting something in your body and it will make you feel good. Especially feeling warm and cozy when you you know, when, when you're feeling depressive, we, we, we want to feel warm and cozy and wrapped up in a blanket and, and, and swaddled, swaddled like a little baby. That's, that's how I wanted to feel today, swaddled and safe and away from the real world and all the things that I have to think about. You don't want to be in a position where you have to think about them. And I know that I said that you know, when we, when we're depressed, we're not just depressed. People don't really realize what we're going through, which is the case of, of, of negative self-talk and controlling negative thoughts. Well, negative thoughts, and they can be controlling, but we want to learn how to control them. When I was having my depressive episode this morning, my repeating self-talk was, I can't do anything right. I can't do anything right over and over and over again. And I just, it was just something that I said and I felt 
and I did the two trigger things, the the hair. <laughs> I, I, I just got a new haircut and I was taught how to style it, but I can't do it and it drives me absolutely nuts. It it brings me down. <laughs> and it's I, I, I made the mistake of getting more hair on the side than I usually would. I usually shave the hair down on the side of my um, my head to like zero. I don't I don't do point five. I do absolutely zero just because I prefer to have shorter hair on the sides of my head. But I'm at point five and it's growing back and I just feel like I just feel like a big fuzzy sock and it's really frustrating for me. <laughs> it's just it's all frustrating. But luckily there are there are, this is something that we have to recognize too, there are ways to fix things, okay, there are, what's the word that I'm looking for, I, I can't find the word, yay lithium, um, slowing me right down, uh, <laughs> there are fixes, there are, <clears throat> what is that word, I'm gonna give it three snaps, and if I can't get it, I'm gonna forget it, there are, third snap hold on nope okay there are fixes <laughs> to life's problems there are solutions there we go there are solutions to life life's problems and that's something that was very hard for me to to think of and to consider during the time because it wasn't right then it wasn't right right in the moment it's it's all wrong like if it's not right right in the moment then you know that you're you're being you're not being in the moment. And that's one of the things that we we struggle to do. We struggle to stay in the moment. Everything is a catastrophe because we struggle to stay in the very moment that we're in. The very moment that we're in that we're catastrophizing, we're not in it, we're everywhere else. But we're so in it that we can make it awful. And isn't that just such a wondrous thing to think about that we can not be in the moment, but be in the moment so much that we can paint the walls black, smash the mirrors, cover over the, the windows with newspaper, throw paint on the floor and urine and feces. Like, this is how terrible we're making this, you know, any given moment. But we can't be in the moment enough to be there and understand that solutions can come and that everything will be fine, that everything is fine. And that, you know, like I said, the solutions will be there right in the moment, right now. Maybe something is wrong, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to be wrong. It doesn't mean that it's going to get awful either. But we, we can't figure that out. But we can do all of that, like that terrible stuff. Like I said, putting feces on the floor, okay? Painting the walls black. Like, <laughs> that's how far we're going with this, but... Yet we can't, we can't stay in the moment to tell ourselves, hey, solutions are going to come. See how I keep saying it? I'm never going to lose that word again. <laughs> but like I was saying, we're doing so much more during depression. This is also a, contr a contributor to low energy and our low motivation. We're exhausting ourselves. Negative self-talk takes effort. It takes time. Um, 
It's something that is so easy for us to do with, again, small things. Like not being able to get my hair done the way that I wanted to, not to, not being able to make it look the way that I wanted to, getting frustrated on that. Looking at my skin and seeing that, oh look, my lithium acne is, is just heating up the scene. Woo! You know, like, looking at that and feeling ugly. And then thinking my hair and my skin I can't do anything right I brought I bought this cream system and it's not working and my hair I can't do it and I look and feel ugly how easy is that to get into to fall into to just it's almost like you're stepping into it like you like you like how you step into a shoe you step on the scene this is us stepping into that room where we've thrown all that feces and painted all of those walls black and covered up those windows and the door is just open it's unlocked it's matter of fact it's ajar when we get over there But the trick is to make it not easy by trying to control our negative thoughts. One good way, and it's hard to do when you're down on yourself, but to combat them is to combat them. So I can't do anything right. I can do things right. I just don't have the right styling product. And maybe this isn't the right skin care system for me. Maybe I have to talk to my doctor about lowering my dosage. Combating those thoughts. I feel ugly or I'm ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm just right now not looking the way I want to look. <laughs> um, sometimes it's, it's it's as simple as that and it's as it's as how, how am I trying to say it? it's not going to be as you know c combative as you want it to be sometimes it's going to be like I just said well I'm just not looking the way I want to look today <laughs> sometimes that's as, as far as you can take it but sometimes you really got to look in that mirror and say you know what no I'm still beautiful my skin's just a little bit messed up but it'll get better I gotta hydrate well <laughs> maybe I'm eating too many sweets you know you can talk to yourself and you can talk to yourself in a kind way when the negative thoughts pop up another trick is mindfulness to stay in the moment like I said we're in that moment so hard we're, we're, we're I, could get, I keep liking to say it because I enjoy the analogy so much. We're in the moment so much. We've thrown feces on the floor and painted the walls back. You know what? We've put feces on the wall too and the windows. And then and then we then we put the newspaper up because the feces makes the paper stick to the window. That's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> That's how bad it's gotten. Um, no, but we're in the moment so much that we can catastrophize it, but 
why don't we be mindful and mindfully breathe? Because are you breathing? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Are you breathing? When you're saying all these things and you're feeling all these ways, are you breathing? A lot of the time we stop and we don't realize it. We forget. We forget to breathe. And breathing is our lifeblood. Well, it's not our lifeblood, but it's our life. It's our life source. Um, but we stop breathing because we're so upset. You know how you see like a toddler just <sighs> and hold their breath because they're upset because they're angry. We do that and we forget that we have to breathe. Part of being mindful is taking mindful breaths and taking mindful breaths, like full on. That one breath calmed my shoulders down, made my chest feel better, made me feel less like crying. Are you breathing? We've got to stay mindful in the moment. Let's do it the best way that we can. Let's just make sure that we're deep, deeply and intentionally breathing. Another thing that you can do, and if even if you're working, have a sticky note next to you. Just journal out how you're feeling and why you're feeling it and what it's, what it's doing to you overall. And write down what you need. And I want you to write down what you need, not just in general, not like when you're catastrophizing in, in your life what you need. Write down what you need in that moment that would make you feel better. And I'm not just talking, okay, well, I need money, this. No. Think of how your body feels. Think of, like I said, are you breathing? Is my chest tight? Is my Do I have a lump in my throat? Is my shoulder hurting? Or wherever your body keeps tension. It could be your hips. It could be your lower back. How am I feeling? What do I need? And then adjust accordingly. Because you could be sitting slouched over. You could be holding your breath. You could be stifling a cry, which, you know what? Get it out. Sometimes you just need to let it out. And I know that not everybody works from home, but you can go to the washroom. If you drive, go to your car. You can leave the building for a little bit. Like I said, if you have a support system at work, let them know and go do what you need to do. And if that, if that need is for you to go cry in your car and just scream and yell it out with the windows closed, remember to, remember to close the windows, then go and do it. Because you know what? Depression sucks, and it's hard, and it's tough, and it's frustrating, and it sits on you like a weight, and it just doesn't move. It doesn't budge unless you push it. You gotta give depression a run for its money, and, and you know, I say that, and today it was really hard for me. It was so hard for me. You're not always going to be able to give it a run for its money the way that I'm saying. Sometimes the way that you give it a run for its money is you rest. 
because we get low energy and we need to rest sometimes. So sometimes you just rest. Sometimes you take a break at work. Sometimes you go outside to scream in your car and cry. Some days it's not, I can fight the negative self-talk. Some days you can't. But that doesn't mean you don't try. And if it's not in the middle of it and it's after, so what? You still did it. You still did it. And I want you to commend yourself for that. I, I'm in the process of commending myself for that because I'm now in the what I call the bounce back. And I'm trying to be kinder to myself. And I'm trying to take this weight off of my chest of worrying about everything. I worry about everything. And I never just think maybe everything will work. And I don't know if you've listened to my past episodes, but there's one episode where I do discuss that I... I was in a state where I was deluded, and when I was deluded, I was in a state of just ultimate well-being, just feeling like everything was going to work out, everything would be fine, like, I I was expecting a, a huge payout for some money, and, and then a ton of other things, and love, and all this stuff, everything would just be fine. I miss that feeling. How do you get that back, but it actually, ha- like, actually have it like that? There's so much stressors that are in this life that are placed on us, I can't even tell you. But boy, do I wish that I could have that back. Because it was the best feeling that I could ever describe. And I'm not telling anybody to go into extreme state of well-being or mania, delusions, nothing like that. No. It's not about, it's not about being in delusions. It's, it was just about that feeling. For the better part of a year, I had that feeling. Meanwhile, everybody around me was worried about me and didn't know what was going on. My poor mother was suffering. I had this feeling everything was going to be okay. And that's the awful part about that. And that's why when I say that I miss that feeling, I feel... feel bad because it wasn't good for everybody else I thought it was I thought everybody else knew what I knew but they didn't and what I knew wasn't right and that's what I'm dealing with right now and that's what's so heavy and I'm trying to keep it light I'm trying so hard to keep it light 
and I'm trying so hard to keep up and stay out of low mood it is it is not easy with all the wreckage that I did in my life it's not easy not in the slightest but I'm here and I fight every single day and I want you to as well I want you to keep fighting the good fight because we win we do and eventually the, the fighting stops being a fight and this doesn't mean what no nothing like that trigger warning it means that we get to a point where things level out in life in our condition we get to a point there is that point because we get so good at being us we get so good at doing what we do and at fighting the odds And then it becomes that when I feel, oh my goodness, I feel a depressive, sim- a depressive episode coming on. Oh, I know what to do. Oh, is that mania coming on? I'm just going to take a nap. Or rest my body. Or slow down some way. Or, hey, I know who to call. One last thing I did want to discuss with negative self-talk was gently speaking. And this is going to sound so strange. It is basically talking to yourself the way that a loved one would speak with you when you have those thoughts. So I can't do anything right. I can do things right. Or you can do things right. You're okay. And that, that kind of talk combined with a good conscious breath and maybe even a, a touch of that place that's on your body that, has, that carries attention like your shoulder, like a rub of your shoulder or your lower back, that will help bring you down because you're hearing the cues. You're feeling it because you're saying it gently and softly to yourself then the tension is being tended to. You're almost tricking your mind and your body. So gently speaking. And it's not just speaking. It's speaking and at the same time recognizing, hey, where am I holding tension? Am I breathing? Is my jaw clenched? A lot of what I'm telling you and what I say about recognizing signs and so on is mindfulness is knowing yourself so much that you are being aware of yourself so much that you know what to do to tend to the emotional body so that you can trick yourself into calming down it's hard it takes practice But it's doable. 
I've done it before. I've brought myself out of a depressive episode. I've stopped myself from going in. Sometimes one just gets away with you. It happens. But while you're down there, you got to know how to care for yourself there. Like I said, resting, eating healthy foods, staying away from sugary and caffeinated beverages and foods, resting time, occupying yourself. There's so many little things that you can do while you're in low mood or depression to care for yourself. Even if it's like, for instance, I know some people have a lot of trouble, and I've, I've had this too, this feeling, trouble showering, when you just feel, you just feel so, you don't want to do it. <laughs> you don't want to shower, and that doesn't make you a dirty bitch or anything like that. I mean, you just get that out of the out of the out of the way. It's just you don't feel like doing it. You don't feel like doing it. You don't feel like brushing your teeth. You you feel you're so depressed that you just you just need to be. I know those days, and you better bet I got up and I washed my ass and I brushed my teeth. <laughs> Sometimes when you feel that way and you can't, you don't want to shower, you, you just don't feel it, you're not feeling it, towel yourself down with, with a wet towel with some soap on it and then get another one with less soap or with, with water. Hop in the, the bathtub and give your nether regions a little dip. Those are the most important parts. You know, obviously you want to smell yourself and, and know where, you know, maybe you get some armpit stuff going on too, you, you know, and just towel off the armpits, whatever the case is. As far as brushing your teeth goes, you know what? You're allowed to miss a day. I don't care what anybody says. You're allowed to miss a day. It, <laughs> you can listen to this and be like, oh, oh, Chris is nasty. Oh, I don't care. You're allowed to miss a day as long as you mouthwash. As long as you mouthwash, okay? Miss a day. Miss a day. I mean, if you had a full, you know, three-course fish dinner, we're, we're talking about something different now here, okay? Like, <laughs> or if you had a whole bunch of steak and it's all in your teeth, you know, like, floss. You know, do, do your best is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, give yourself chances, Give yourself chances to rest. But don't give yourself too many chances because then you have like several days of like not, you know, doing your thing and like you've got so much stuff in your teeth and you, you smell the high heaven because you haven't showered for such a long time and like then you go to work and that guy that you, you usually like like to talk to, like he doesn't want to talk to you because I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> But, um, or girl, or non-binary person. Just want to make that clear. Everybody is welcome here. Everyone is welcome. Um, but do what you can. Sometimes you have to give yourself a day off. 
of things, of certain things, and that's okay. That's all right to... That's all right to make that choice and to be distinct with it. But don't overdo it. Because when you overdo it, it's going to make you feel worse. When you don't shower for a long time or brush your teeth for a long time, you're going to feel worse. Because you're going to feel dirty. And you're not going to feel clean. You're going to feel filthy. And that's going to make you feel unkempt and upset. Now, when we're dealing with depression, there's some other symptoms that rear their head, and I just wanted to point them out. Anxiety. If you're feeling anxiety and you're going through bipolar depression or a depression of any sort, because this podcast is for mental health, um, so it's for everybody, but it, it, it mainly focuses on bipolar, which is a disorder that has a lot of other disorders in it, so talking to all y'all but um when you're feeling anxiety which I know that can be debilitating I think well this is my suggestion because my my doctor allows me to have a little bit more free reign with my anxiety medication because she knows I'll use it responsibly but call your physician call your psychiatrist call your doctor and talk to them about dosages and tell them about your symptoms and how you're feeling. Excuse me, I just burped. Sorry. But um, tell them about your, your symptoms and what you're feeling. And ask them if there's something that, that you can do about it with your anxiety medication. Um, nobody wants to feel like that. And I know exactly how that feels. Today, I was really low and I needed to take my half a clonazepam, which I typically don't take, but because I'm usually good. I do a lot of, a lot of deep breathing. You know, I'm usually very good at that, but today I got really down the spiral and I needed to take it and it made a world of a difference. But if you're not in that situation and you have to speak with your doctor first, please contact your physician. I am not a physician. I am not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist contact yours and ask them about dosages next trigger warning is suicidal ideation right away contact your doctor contact your nearest crisis line or crisis center and contact somebody or everybody in your support team that is a non-negotiable if you are feeling that way those are the people that you should contact I will say it again your physician your doctor your psychiatrist your nearest crisis line, or your support team, or even 911, or 999, wherever you're, li- you're currently living. Remind yourself, too, of reasons you have to live, because there are many. We forget in that moment when we feel that way how many reasons we have to live, how many things that there are that we love that are still around that that make us feel amazing when we can so I want you to remember all the things that are that make life worth living for you because there are so many 
There are so many. But like I said again, contact your doctor, your nearest crisis line, or your support team, or 911, or 999, or whatever your your um, nearest your phone number is for emergency. Luckily, after we go down and hit rock bottom, the only way is up from there. And I call this the bounce back. During the bounce back, it's time to love yourself harder than you normally would. It's time to go easy on yourself and be kind. It's time to unravel those ropes Oh, not a good, not a good word to use. Those, ooh, okay. Trigger warning. Unravel those ties, pardon me, that were bound so tight of negative thoughts and negative self-talk that you had for yourself. It's time to say kind things. It's time to gently speak. It's time to reverse negative self-talk and negative thinking patterns. Prepare yourself healthy moods, or move moods, meals, um, or if you're still feeling tender, order in. If you can, order in. I know that, like I said, money and finances can be a thing for us, you know, like we, it can be a thing, but if you have to and you, and you can, order yourself some food and order yourself something healthy and delicious that you'll enjoy. Because you deserve to nurture your body. And Uber, DoorDash, um, Skip the Dishes, these are all amazing apps that do a lot for people like us. So if you don't have somebody that can bring you food, or if you can't make yourself food or there's nothing in the house, order yourself something nice. Treat yourself. And... That feeling of, like, when you order an Amazon gift, or Amazon gift, see how I said Amazon gift? You order an Amazon parcel, um, enjoy that feeling, that, that feeling of, what would they call it? It's not recognition, but it's that feeling of, I guess, that dopamine hit, and that feeling of, um, oh, the cat is crying. Or that feeling of, he's just looking at the door, just sitting there, and he's like, no, yeah. Oh, he's looking at me, he doesn't like when I mimic him. Um, but that feeling of, what's that word I'm, I'm looking for? I'm going to give myself three snaps. Feeling of, it's in... I don't think it's coming. Nope, it's not coming. But that feeling of getting something, that feeling of kind of receiving a gift, um, that hit that you get of serotonin, that that dopamine, that reward, there you go, that that hit to your reward system. Um, Enjoy that. Let me just let the cat out. He's not having a good time. He's looking straight in the eye, and I don't like when he does that.
but recognize that feeling and enjoy it because you deserve it. Also, a great thing to do is to get in touch with your support team, your doctor, or your support groups and provide updates on how you're doing. Um, a great thing to do is call the person that you talk to when you have the hard time and update them on how you're doing, but also talk to them. See if they can come over. See if they'll be, if, if they're able to come over, if they're able to spend some time with you. Because that releases serotonin as well, I believe. I'm not a doctor or a physician. <laughs> but that releases those happy chemicals in our brain that we so desperately need. So get your friends over there, your close friends that are part of your support team, your, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your cousin, whoever it is. Or your aunt. Um, whoever it is. Your friend. And just spend some time. Talk to them. Be open. Be honest. Get hugs. Hug a lot. And remember again the things that you have and the people that you have to live for in your life. And the last thing is give yourself the so much deserved desperately deserved unconditional love that you've been withholding this has been Imbue Podcast thank you so much for your time keep well and I just want to say I'm sending you all so much love no matter where you are right now on the spectrum hang in there it gets better